Welcome to Disability Matters with your host, Joyce Bender. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now the host of Disability Matters, here's Joyce Bender. And welcome to the show. I hope everyone is ready to kick off a beautiful May this year. And I am so excited about so many of the great things the disability community is working on. One of the things as the chair of AAPD that I personally am working on nationally is to stop bullying children with disabilities. So anytime I meet someone that cares about young people with with disabilities or not disabilities who are being bullied, you know I'm going to latch on to them. And I happened to hear George DeLeo speak, and I was so impressed that I wanted to have him on the show and his associate, David Dragason. So let me welcome to the show George and Dave. Welcome. Great. Thanks for having us, Joyce. Greetings and salutations. Well, I'm going to start by asking both of you. We'll start with you, George. Okay. What happened to make you decide to get involved with educating young people about bullying? Well, Joyce, uh, Dave and I have known each other for over 40 years. We go back to our early days in college. And uh, Dave started actually started the radio program, uh, radio station, I will say, at California State University back in the dark ages, back in the 70s. And uh, he joined with me in originating the first Italian Heritage Festival in Unitown. And uh, he, his uh, sake, he's revived it, and it's become the second biggest in Pennsylvania. And... Uh, you know, so we, we like to do things kind of on a grand scale, you know, with the cutbacks and funding that most schools are having problems with today. You know, we decided to provide a lot of our programs free to the schools. And uh, part of our, our mission is to provide free awareness programs to schools that address the potentially destructive behavior in our students from grades K through 12. Uh, just a little side note, uh, you talk about disabilities. My daughter, uh, Krista, who passed away at five and a half, was the poster child for the baby food company with the Heinz company uh, years and years ago. So, you know, I was very active with the FARC, the Retarded Citizens, uh, for many years. And, you know, this has led into a lot of the school programs that we're doing here today because there's a need for it and there's no money for the schools to provide these kind of services. Well, that is wonderful you're doing that. What about you, Dave? What made you decide to do this? My uh Two grandchildren, Selena, age 11, and uh, grandson, Ashton, age 7, live with me. And I have been actively involved in school board activity years ago when my children were going to school at the Clareton School District. So now that these children are living with me, I've kind of taken them under my wings as a, uh, as a dad and have helped nurture them along the ways, both socially, physically, and uh, educationally. And um, I feel there is a need with regard to the social programs that we offer uh, free to the schools that address the potentially destructive behavior in our students from grades K through 12. I feel that um, with our help, uh, and that is the entire uh, full lineup of people who are involved with Star School programs, George, my my wife, uh, his wife, Anita, my wife, Cindy, and myself, we can attain a level of not only acceptance but also believability by the students that make us not only uh, believers in what is needed, but also the students believe in us as speakers and presenters to their needs. Yeah. Oh, both of you, that is right on, right on the money. So let's start by talking about the STAR school programs, uh, because this is what I first spoke to George about. So, George, what is that and what is your role? Well, STAR school programs, uh, we started this uh, about a year, year and a half ago. And what we did, we picked out a need for programs that schools need to uh, address these behavioral conditions in, in our students from K through 12. And we do a variety of different programs. And what we do, Joyce, we provide them free because the schools just don't have the money to do this. Uh, I know we're doing this nationally, so Pennsylvania is just absolutely devastated with uh, with the amount of uh, uh, income and taxes that they're able to collect and be able to put back into the school districts. And they have uh, completely stopped all additional 
monies that go to school, so they have to cut back on so many programs. So what we have done, we started out with uh, me and Dave uh, talking to kids K through five. I'm, I'm a pharmacist by training, and that's that's uh, you know I ran a medicine shop pharmacy for years, and uh, we did a lot of free healthcare screenings, which I really loved because you know we're able to. You know, you do two, three hundred people, and you find four or five people have blood pressure problems, and uh, those are the kind of things that really thrilled me because you, you find people that had a need, and 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 it makes you feel like you're doing something. So what me and Dave decided to do is go to these schools and see what we can do to provide these programs, and then do them at no cost to the school, and we get top-notch people that come in with us, and uh, the ones that we do ourselves, me and Dave have researched, the, especially the cyberbullying and the bullying programs that me and Dave, uh, we do ourselves. And they're very effective, and the kids respond to us well because we talk to the kids and not down to the kids. That's the important thing. As far right. as my involvement... I'm sorry, I was just going to say, how did you first do that, though? Like, how did you first, you know, get this going? How did you first get into a school to do this? Well, it's really funny. Me and, uh, me and Dave, Dave comes from the Clarendon area, and, and one of my friends from, from high school... Uh, Pat Richa, who was a superintendent at uh, West Mifflin, we went to him first, and actually uh, uh, he was at Clarendon originally, and Dave was on the board there, so we both knew knew Pat, and he got us started in, in, uh, with Dan Castagna at West Mifflin, and we got together with Diana Kirk, who was on a tri-state uh, board commission at the University of Pittsburgh, and what she started doing, advising us how to get into these schools and talk to some of the some of the uh, superintendents and principals and provide some of these services to the schools. And we started to launch our programs, and all of a sudden they began to to take off. And you know, like I said, when you they are, they have no money, and to provide these programs for free is just incredible. And I remember the first time me and Dave did a K through five. Uh, we did uh, a drug program, uh, teaching the kids about drug abuse. And it was funny because it was in the West, in the Elizabeth Ford School District, and uh, you know, he said, "How can you, you guys got to really keep the K uh, kindergarten kids going because they they lose the attention immediately?" And uh, me and Dave just have Dave can, like I said, he's a radio personality. He talks a different, uh, he has a number of different characters, and we just went after these kids, and they just loved it. I mean, even the even the teachers were amazed at how we could keep the attention of the kids. So. We, we went from there, and then we started to see what the needs were in the different schools. And uh, we, how we got involved with the bullying is because we want to complement programs that are out there. We don't want to reinvent the wheel. So the Olveus program, which is a nice program that's in many of the schools, we found out that they're not in every school. And so a lot of the schools can't afford those programs. And anyway, we we looked at the Olveus program. It's a great program, but... We bring awareness programs, so we concentrated on the cyberbullying, which is a real problem that's happening today. So when we do our bullying program, we talk a little bit about bullying, but the cyberbullying is really, really a problem. So what we try to do, identify the problems, and when we come into the schools, you know, we address those particular problems, and we go from there. And how about you, Dave? How, what is your role? What do you do? Well, actually, I guess you could say that uh, both George and I kind of mirror each other with regard to what hat we're going to wear at any given time on any given day or hour. But um, since my background has been radio, television, and production, uh, I guess, and I hate I hate to put labels or titles on people, but uh, director of communication, public relations, and media services is kind of how I'm listed. But that in that believe me, that goes far beyond that. Uh, as far as my, my background is concerned, I've worked with uh, fundraisers with the March of Dimes, the Easter Seals, the Heart Association over the years, and even recently, probably up your alley, would be the Ark of Indiana County. I recently put together a 15-minute uh, video for the um, uh, facilities at Indiana County with the former director, Pat Dragani, and I worked with them in the institution of this uh, particular multimedia uh, piece, which is a 15-minute uh, DVD, so that they could not only recruit sponsorships, but also work into uh, their factors when it comes time for conferences and show them exactly what ARC does in Fayette County. But going back to the uh, uh, original idea of who I am and what, where I serve, uh, the capabilities, I guess, are limitless as far as what we try to do, uh, and of course, when it comes time for anything that we may not be able to actually answer or facilitate, 
Believe me, we try. Most recently in Peters Township, they wanted to know whether or not we could do an awareness program uh, with regard to tolerance and diversity. Well, Peters Township had uh, not very many diversity students, but they did have one child who was uh, affected with albinism, and as a result, we helped the students come up with a multimedia program to help him become more accepted and have less bullying in that particular district. Uh, and then my alma mater, Clareton, recently, we've helped them with a DUI program, and here they turned and said, can you help us with uh, teens having children or our children having children uh, problems? And, of course, now we're starting to work within the system as far as trying to come up with uh, an awareness program that's geared toward the reception of what we have to say with regard to teenage pregnancy. That's just the tip of the iceberg, but like I said, we mirror each other in many instances. For instance, this morning, the uh, SAP director of Beaver County wanted to know whether or not we could make a, a particular uh, meeting coming up on uh, May the 8th, and I couldn't make it, but I called George immediately telling him. I took over, spoke to the gal, and in turn, he's going to handle that. So we kind of work hand-in-hand hand with each other. Uh, my wife is the developer and maintenance uh, person for our website, She's the director of technology, and George's wife, Anita, has helped out as far as volunteer services are concerned. And believe me, the two ladies wear various hats at, at different times also. Well, I'll tell you what, that's awesome. And when we come back, folks, I'm going to be asking questions because we all know how children with disabilities are being brutally bullied. But right now, we have to get ready to go to break. This is Joyce Bender America's Voice, where disability matters at voiceamerica.com. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Each week, Jimmy Gould brings you the stories and the people that you want to hear about. Tune in to A Current Life to hear about the journey to success, how our guests became the people they are today, and the highs and lows they experienced along the way. Each hour will leave you inspired and entertained as Jimmy gets up close and personal with every week's guest and shares ideas you can identify with and apply to your own life. A Current Life with Jimmy Gould airs Fridays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in to the Hoffman Connection for inspiration, a life of passion and purpose. Hosts Raz and Grossi and Ed McLoon will bring you ways to remove the blocks in your life that are holding you back. Along with their guest experts, Raz and Ed will use their experience and expertise to help you learn to get closer to what matters to you most. And by doing so, improve your life and the lives of others. The Hoffman Connection can be heard live every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Hi, I'm Greg Grunberg from the TV show Heroes. One of my personal heroes is my son, who, like more than 3 million Americans, has epilepsy. When someone with epilepsy is having a seizure, their brain is temporarily producing more electricity than their body can handle. They can shake or stare or fall down. They can also even briefly lose consciousness. If you see someone having a seizure, please make sure they're comfortable and safe. And within a few minutes or less, the electrical overload will stop and they will be okay. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org. Thank you. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joy Spender. Hey, welcome back. If you just joined us, we're talking to George DeLeo, and Dave, is it Dragonson or Dragosin? How's it pronounced? Dragosin. Dragosin. Dave Dragosin, the Director of Communications and Public Relations, and George, the Director for School Services for the STAR School Programs to Stop Bullying. So, George, let me ask you this. To what level do you believe bullying is going on in schools today, and what ages? 
George, it's incredible. I don't think that people out there, you know, parents and uh, the community know exactly to the extent of how this bullying is going on. You know, according to the National Center for Educational Statistics, nearly a third, you know, imagine that one out of three students aged 12 to 18 reported having been bullied at school and some almost daily. Joyce, that is an incredible number. I mean, just think one out of three. And the problem is there is noticeably more bullying in the middle schools. You know, we're talking about grades six, seven, and eight than there is in the senior high school. Can you believe that? You know, oh, and, and yes, I do believe it. it. It is. It's just absolutely incredible. And, and you know, like when uh, me and Dave were uh, growing up, you know, you, when you bullied somebody, you were face-to-face with them. And a lot of it was emotional bullying, you know, uh, pushing, shoving, tripping, spitting on someone. You know, uh, that was one of the problems. But what's happened today is it's gone beyond this emotional bullying. It's gone into cyberbullying. We'll get into that more later, but... You know, when you look at the cyberbullying, it's starting to become prevalent now in the middle grade levels. Now, the seniors, senior high school kids, still have are predominantly the highest in cyberbullying, but the lower grades are beginning to catch up. I know that uh, I work with the uh, ICAC. Me and Dave have been doing Internet Crimes Against Children. We do a child predator program as well. And uh, one of the ICAC uh, forces we work with on Bethesda, Ohio, uh, Chief Zadansky out there has noticed he's even going down into the fourth grade to start combating this because what happens is everybody's having technology today and, you know, they're able to uh, get online and start bullying each other. And uh, most school bullying occurs inside the school itself, unless they're on a property and even less on the school buses. Usually the sixth graders you see having trouble on the school buses. You don't see that that much anymore. You know, so it's mostly... It's getting into the cyberbullying where people are a lot more sneaky, Joyce. Yeah. Yeah. And and what about you, Dave? What do you think about it? Well, it's it kind of surprises me to uh, a certain extent. But then again, when I go back to when I was a school board director at Clareton, I was a member of the Mon Valley Education Consortium, and I realized during the term that uh, we were being um, monitored by the state because of fiscal irresponsibility, uh, one of our meetings, our annual meetings, dealt with what problems that each of the 19 school districts had. And it was kind of embarrassing in that all of a sudden we had to come up and say our kids were having kids. And it's like, oh, my goodness, K through 5, and, and you begin your, 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 your education at that level? Why, of course, that is where the problem begins, not necessarily in high school. By then, you know as well as I do that usually patterns are set by then. So you have to direct whatever awareness, whatever education, whatever knowledge you have in the way of presentations to the uh, children in the lesser school grades, I should say, you know, elementary through fifth or sixth grade. So that was kind of like an eye-opener for me. This was back in the late 90s when my kids were going to high school. Well, you all know, listening to the show, that students with disabilities are now, now today being bullied more than any group. The statistics just came out. Of course, the LGBT community, also very close. And um, it's terrible. It's terrible. I've been doing volunteer work now for 12 years, and I'm meaning uh, spitting on people, calling them freak, not sitting with them, excluding them every day taunting them, calling them names. And sadly, as I mentioned to George when I met him, I have lost some of these young people to bully side, which is suicide, including a young man who was very precious to me. Hmm. So whenever George was saying, people don't want to hear about it, listen, wake up. It's not as... You're thinking in the past of like one guy, you know, bullying one guy and that's it. And, uh, I mean, it is pervasive. Don't ask me if it's because of the Internet. I don't know what has caused it, but it is terrible. And, George, I believe that some of, for example, let's say they're girls, cheerleaders, that are making fun of a young girl who's blind constantly, constantly making her fall over things, calling her names, uh, really putting her in jeopardy by telling her to go somewhere and she trips and falls down. Um, My question is, I don't think these young people that do this 
realize the severity, or I should say the consequences, right. of what could happen to them. Could you talk about that? You know, uh, Dave reiterated earlier that, uh, you know, Peters Township, which is a very affluent school district in south uh, of Pittsburgh, South Hills area of Pittsburgh, and uh, it's 99% white, very affluent, and they came to me and Dave with a program that they wanted to do on diversity and tolerance. And it was brought to the attention by one young man who was uh, an al- uh, suffering from albinism. I'm telling you, when you see uh, Joyce, I tell you what, I couldn't hug this kid enough. Yeah, my heart he, How about it, Dave? I'm yeah, telling you, what really a did. sweetheart this kid was, okay? So he came to the assistant principal, uh, finding Christian guy, Christian Lesnett, and he asked him, he said, I'd like to do something about a tolerance program and let people understand what's going on in my life. And that was a great thing because he thought maybe a lot of kids, to his credit, thought that he was uh, being one of these punksters, like dyeing his eyebrows white and his hair white. They didn't really understand. So what had happened, we got some of the top students in the school, like the captain of the football team, the captain of the debating team, the captain of the cheerleading team. And they got together and he started to do this program on tolerance. So, and to their credit, they, they got everybody together, and it was just absolutely a phenomenal program they put on. And it was so cool. And all this kid wanted was for somebody to say hi to him, you know, or, or go to the lunchroom where he could sit down and have lunch with somebody. That's all this kid was asking. The final solution to this, they did the program in school, and they were the seniors trying to pass this on to the young kids there. And uh, it got to the point now where he sits at the, at the uh, top seniors, the, like the, the cool kids. He's there at the lunch with them all the time. I mean, it's really, really neat. I mean, I, 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 mean, I just cried when I heard that. And uh, the, what they did, I told the guys, I said, look, you can't stop here. You know, if you do this and you just let it go, it's going to be like the effects of a hot bath. It's going to wear off in, in no time and nothing's going to happen. So to their credit, these young students are getting into the middle school and into, into the elementary schools and trying to pass on this kind of tolerance be, uh, towards other kids coming up in the school. And, and uh, to have it in a school like Peter's, how about it, Dave? I mean, oh, it's yeah. just, it, isn't it astonishing? <clears throat> on the other hand, going to the other side of the fence where you had almost total acceptance is my cousin, Anthony DeBaldo, at Elizabeth Ford High School. He was a victim of uh, spinal bifida. And when he was coming up and through the early elementary schools, uh, rank and file, he was not part of the public school system until he hit middle school. All of a sudden, he went to Elizabeth Forward Middle School and High School, and he wound up becoming, in a wheelchair, the water boy for the football team. Uh, his dad would wheel him out onto the field at any time there is a need for water uh, during timeouts, of course. He was accepted with arms wide open, hearts wide open, eyes wide open, to the point where he became almost like a really cool icon in the Elizabeth Forward School District, which, as you know, is probably a little rare when it comes to accepting a person with a disability. That's the yeah, problem, that is Joyce. wonderful. Yeah. I, sadly, yeah. it's not like that for most, Dave. You're exactly because right. You, because um, I'm, I do these classes with kids at Bear and at Lanxis and in Delaware, and you know, uh, George, you were with me mm-hmm. at Geneva College with those hundreds right. of kids from Beaver, and the things that people are doing to them if they have a learning disability or autism, not even a outward physical disability, is outrageous, and, and is. that's why I was asking you, George. I don't think these young people realize, though, there are consequences, criminal consequences. Isn't that correct? Exactly. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and some, of the, some of the problems here that occur, like I think kids being mean, you know, it starts at the home, of course. You know, a lot of these bullies have problems at home. You know, that, that's one of the things that we need to address those situations. That goes far beyond what we can do in a classroom. But what these kids do, and, and you, you have kids already with disabilities, and then all of a sudden now they display a range of responses because they're constantly being bullied. These kids will grow up. They'll, be, they'll have low self-esteem. They'll have difficulty in trusting others. You know, that's the kind of problem, lack of assertiveness. You know, and then on the other hand, in their behaviors, they'll be more aggressive. You know, they'll be harder to get along with. They'll, they'll be more angry. And this will go on and on, and, and it's all the effects of what these kids are being, uh, doing to these kids in school. 
You know, they, they have they have enough problems being disabled to begin with. Now all of a sudden they're put into this position where you know what happens what happens to this choices when they get to a position of shame. That's that's the key thing. Shame. You can have low self esteem, but when it's shameful, this is when stuff gets severe and leads to bully side, leads to major major problems. And those are there's a lot of telltale signs when kids are in shame. Other people become aware of it because they can start seeing these reactions in a kid, you know, when he's becoming alone or having problems. And these are the kind of things that me and Dave are trying to stress to the teachers, stress the administrator and the other kids in the school. You know, when you see these kids that are isolated and they're having serious problems, you don't know where that can lead to next. And we're going to be talking about bully side. But we, these are recognizable problems that hopefully that we can address, and we try to address these so that it doesn't, doesn't proceed further to bully side. Well, we're going to talk about that as soon as we come back. We're going to break, and then we're going to come back and talk more to George and Dave about the STAR program and stopping bullying in schools. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice where disability matters at voiceamerica.com. We'll be right back with George and Dave. Don't go away. News. Opinion. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Nine different energy systems make up the energy body. Energy is all around us and connects us. Energy exerts a major control over our biology and is a big reason why you should be tuning in to energy medicine and optimal health with your host, Dr. Ann Deatley. We'll explore energy balance techniques, tips, and patterns to keep your flow of energy optimal to maintain maximal health. By adopting these techniques, you will keep your energy body and physical body in harmony. Listen for Energy Medicine and Optimal Health, Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time, on Voice America Health & Wellness. Hi, I'm Greg Grunberg from the TV show Heroes. One of my personal heroes is my son, who, like more than 3 million Americans, has epilepsy. When someone with epilepsy is having a seizure, their brain is temporarily producing more electricity than their body can handle. They can shake or stare or fall down. They can also even briefly lose consciousness. If you see someone having a seizure, please make sure they're comfortable and safe. And within a few minutes or less, the electrical overload will stop and they will be okay. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org. Thank you. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joy Spender. Hey, welcome back. We are talking about a very serious problem that many of you know I'm speaking out nationally about, and that is bullying. In my world, bullying high school students with disabilities. And um, I wanted to talk to George and David for a minute about the social media. Uh, We'll start with you this time, Dave. What do you think is the impact of social media in reference to bullying? Of course, it varies, but as children, preteens, and teenagers become more active both online and through uh, various social media websites and channels, it's no surprise that this problem is emerging to the point of a serious, serious status. It's going on in the real-world playgrounds for decades, like when we were kids, and now it's moving to the playgrounds of the virtual world. Um, Even though the cyberbullying takes place online in a world that isn't actually real, consequences are emotional and physical, and that can be real, of course. Uh, emotionally, cyberbullying can be very scarring it, since it involves oh, threats and, and humiliation. Uh, in the physical realm, cyberbullying has come, come down to some cases that have been moved into the real world with the harassment and continuing offline. And even as you mentioned, uh, when we have cases also as far as uh, bully side is concerned or suicide 
there there are there are children that have to have to suffer because of sexting, and their images have come across uh, the cell phones or the internet uh, due to uh, maybe a a partner whose uh, dating situation has turned sour, and they're going to release uh, photos of maybe. Uh, Topless young girls that are uh, the girlfriends, and they are the victims of these uh, basically predators. And as a result, they've been scattered across the internet, going to various high schools across their particular uh, geographical region. And before you know it, they've suffered so much as far as uh, ridicule and shame that uh, many many of these girls have been found to be hanging in their closet by their moms. It's a, it's a situation where it's not limited to the internet. It's uh, including the uh, use of any digital technology by a minor or a group of minors to embarrass, torment, uh, threaten, and harass, or target maybe another minor. Uh, and you know what? Once you become uh, scarred like this, it's very difficult to have your situation turn out in a very positive way. You simply become the the uh, victim or the target of other bullying or bullies' friends. Put it that way. Oh. That is so true. How about you, George? What do you think about it? Well, yeah, just to, just to expand on what Dave has said, everything is right on. You know, what, what happens in the social media, especially a lot of times with uh, mentally challenged students, you know, they can be easily coerced into doing something stupid. And, you know, when that happens, then they can be bullied very easily on, on, on different types of cyberbullying. And it, it can get really, really out of hand. And, you know, probably... I think with uh, when we talked about the gentleman that that got us involved in this, Pat Risha, who was a superintendent of West Mifflin, uh, before he passed away, somebody did a website on him to fire him, and they said uh, so many terrible, terrible things about him. He eventually took, you know, he eventually had a heart attack, but you know, wondered there was just wondering how this could have happened. So you know, this happens all across all kind of different bounds with with uh, you know adults. You know, and, and you talk about you know disabled students, but disabled adults too are are very much at risk too for all this behavior. Yes, yes. When I'm talking about this uh, to all my listeners, this cyberbullying on Facebook or Twitter or or texting, just texting or sexting, as Dave talked about. You know, I've seen pages that specifically say, "Why don't you kill yourself, yes, freak? Absolutely. Hey, wine, Barbie." Exactly. Hey, you're a freakazoid. Hey, you're ugly. Why don't you die? I mean, what has happened? I don't know. You know, when I first started doing this, it was almost impossible. I, I, I had a hard time at first. Oh, come on, you've got to be kidding. Yeah. How is this possible? But it is possible, and it is happening. Um, and, George, you're very familiar with this cyberbullying. Am I correct, though, when I'm saying that if you perpetrate some of these things, could you face a charge? Oh, absolutely. You know, the problem with cyberbullying, we, we have a situation that's going on. See, this is, this is one of the problems with cyberbullying. It is, it is expanding in areas that we don't even realize there could be problems. Uh, right now, you know, I'm a graduate of the University of Pittsburgh School of Pharmacy, and I'm just watching what's going on at Pitt today. Uh, there is, there is a, a, a bully that is calling in these bomb threats, and they're, uh, it, it's, it's been rampant at the university for the last six months. They brought the FBI, the CIA, and what happens, somebody is using multiple servers, and they're calling in bomb threats at 2 to 3 in the morning. Kids are having to go out of their dormitories. Uh, they can't go to their classes. They had they had a graduation last Saturday. They had more security than you had going to an airport. That's what's happening. So we're seeing a lot of this stuff mushroom into all these different aspects, and you know we don't know how to handle this. And what happens now? The lawmakers are getting very very upset with what's going on. And in a lot of the programs that we talk about, like they talked about the sexting, uh, we had a young gentleman, 18 years old. Uh, he received a uh, his, from his buddy, a naked picture of his buddy's girlfriend. And George, what he did, he looked at it, and he passed it on. They were underage. Well, he's 18 he, he years was, old. Was the girl was 16. He got two right. felony counts, receiving pornographic materials and, and passing off pornographic materials. He's on the offenders list, child predator list, until he's 42 years old. 
Now, this guy cannot even go to college because in college, there are students under the age of 18. He can't go to school. He, how's he going to get a job? How's this going to happen? I mean, it's all with, with what's going on. People think that they can send naked pictures over the, over the airwaves. They can do things to harass other people. But when you receive this and you pass them on or you harass somebody and you tell someone you threaten them, and like you tell me, Ruggie, if these are actual laws on there, or even if they're under the age of 18, they're misdemeanors. And a, and a misdemeanor one, is in, you can get imprisonment for up to six months and a $10,000 fine. So kids under the 18, uh, under 18 have to realize that they can be prosecuted for, the, for doing something stupid like this. And with all the problems going on, you're going to see more of this happening. Yeah. I have this one. Um, oh, I know you're right. And I know that young people don't realize also when they get involved with this that just as you said, there are consequences. I have young people that you know, have had Facebook pages made with terrible pornographic pictures saying it's them, that person, when it's not, mm -hmm. to Absolutely. this girl with oh, yeah. a disability. Mm -hmm. um, and these are cases, by the way, where the person ended up committing suicide. And I don't know what we have to do for parents to understand that they really need to be watching what their kids are doing on Facebook and Twitter and texting because that example you gave, George, I know I work with the National Security Agency, the federal government, uh, corporations throughout the United States, and may I tell you, that person you talked about would not work for one of them. Mm -hmm. See, if you're listening to the show, young person, understand, once you are charged as a sexual offender, that you are listed for, for either ever or, in this case, as George said, to the age of 42. Correct. That's a horrible thing to have following you everywhere you go. And we've kind of switched uh, uh, not only be, uh, talking to the children within the school districts, George, uh, we, we have to think about educating the parents now. Uh, Mon Valley Hospital uh, and also Canon McMillan with the PTAs, they would like us to start offering during the summertime programs of awareness so that the parents can recognize what their kids are dealing with and how their even online gaming has become dangerous in many situations because the kids don't know when they give out information as to their address or their location or uh, what they're doing and their phone numbers that it could lead into uh, predatorship. Yeah, I know. It is really terrible. The parents um, aren't aware. Dave, I think that you're having to take off in a little while, so I just wondered, are there any lasting comments you'd like to make or any message you'd like to leave today for the young people listening to the show? Well, I, I would like for uh, anyone out there listening to please, uh, if, if you'd like to find out a little bit more about Star School Programs, you can do so by going to starschoolprograms.com. I think we should stay in touch with each other, Joyce, uh, George and I and our group, I believe that uh, we can work hand-in-hand in, hand in uh, providing education, awareness, and positive attitudes for months and possibly years to come. Hopefully we can diminish it, but it, that's something that's kind of like too ideal. Uh, and even though I'm a romanticist and live in an, in an ideal world, I don't know whether or not that's going to happen. But I, I want to thank you for giving it me the opportunity to represent Star School Programs on your show today, and hopefully we can maybe continue in a more in-depth uh, situation in a future show, okay? Oh, absolutely, because, Dave, you know what I always say. You can't change the world, but you can change one person's life. That's right. And to that one person, it is the world. And so, you know, I just want to thank you for what you're doing, Dave, uh, getting out there, speaking, trying to help young people who are being bullied or who are victims, trying to educate people, teaching them tolerance, teaching them inclusion, uh, because every child that you save, what can be more important than that, right? Exactly. And I'll be spending time with my son this weekend. It's his wedding. He's coming in from Hong Kong where he's with Lady Gaga to Chicago. I'll tell him about the need that you have as far as maybe making, having her make an appearance in D.C. with your people, 
and see what we can get stirred up, okay? Oh, that would be wonderful we'll because that has an impact with young people. It no question does. about it. Oh, yeah. All right. Hey, Dave, thank you for being with us. Thank this you, has Joyce. been Dave Braggenson from the STAR Programs. And right now we're going to go to break, but we will be back with George. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters at voiceamerica.com. We'll be right back. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Hi, I'm Greg Grunberg from the TV show Heroes. One of my personal heroes is my son, who, like more than three million Americans, has epilepsy. When someone with epilepsy is having a seizure, their brain is temporarily producing more electricity than their body can handle. They can shake or stare or fall down. They can also even briefly lose consciousness. If you see someone having a seizure, please make sure they're comfortable and safe. And within a few minutes or less, the electrical overload will stop and they will be okay. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org. Thank you. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joy Spender. Hey, welcome back, and we're talking to George DeLeo from the STAR School Programs, uh, and he is doing so much to help young people who are being bullied. Uh, George, one thing I wanted to talk about, one of the guests I have on every year is Brenda High, the author of the book Bully Side. Mm. And the two of us became friends. Her, her son, Jared, uh, had been brutally bullied at school, and by the way, he did have a speech impediment a little bit as a result of being deaf uh, in one ear. And, and anyway, he was constantly bullied and made fun of. And one day this kid got him and beat him so severely that he almost had to be sent to the hospital. And when he was, finally met the principal, the principal included the bully. Yeah. And said, hey, what's going on? Well, of course, he was afraid to say anything. So they moved him to another school, and Brenda thought everything was fine. And one day he calls his dad and says, Dad, I'm calling to say goodbye. And that's when they heard the gun go off. And he was 13, and he took his oh, life. My God. Now, since then, I have a personal friend that had been bullied nonstop. He had epilepsy and a psychiatric disability. And I really loved him. I really thought I was making progress. Um, and it's coming up. It's coming up. As a matter of fact, this is unbelievable. I'm saying this because it's tomorrow. So one year, one year ago, tomorrow, Sam took his life. He walked into a river over a dam and texted to say goodbye first. He just never, it just sent him into this depression. He was 20 years old. So, you know, this bully side, um, I laughed two weeks ago, this young man with a disability, they got him and they beat him, threw him on the ground, making fun of him, beating him. When he went to the hospital, he had a footprint on, on his face. So, you know, this is something I'm fighting against, and I know you're trying to do something. When I heard you speak, George, you gave an example of this, I wonder if you could talk about it for a minute. Yes, there was a uh, a young kid that uh, was coming home from school one day, and uh, one of the kids noticed that uh, he had all these books, and he was trying to figure out why was he carrying all these books on a weekend home with him. And uh, halfway down the street, these bullies came up and knocked the kid down, knocked his books all over the all over the yard and all the street. So this kid ran over to him and said, Are "You okay?" And he said, "Well, those guys are just ignorant or stupid." And, Helped him pick up all his books and stuff. Just looked at him and said, "Well, why, you know, uh, why are you taking all your books?" Right? He goes, "Oh, I just wanted to clean out my locker." So he started talking with the boy, and then all of a sudden they went over to his house and he invited him over and 
he ended up spending a whole weekend over there. They went swimming together. They started to eat together. And he ended up staying two straight nights over at his place. So they became best friends. And this kid began to flourish. And, and he became uh, one of the uh, best players on the basketball team. And, and that the kid was being bullied. He became like the valedictorian of the class. And when he got up to talk, uh, it was about three or four years after that first incident. And uh, on his valid, uh, valedictorian speech, he was talking about the incident that happened when these kids came up and knocked the books and, and knocked him to the ground, and this guy ran up to him and helped him, and it became his best friend. And he looked over at him, and he says, you know, he didn't know that that particular day he was cleaning out his locker to take his books home, and he was intent on committing suicide that, that weekend. Because to what people don't realize, Joyce, is that, you know, you could be harassed once in a while. Somebody could say something to you, and you say, I'll brush it off. But what happens with these with these victims of bully aside? They're being constantly physically and emotionally bullied. You know, they're experiencing constant physical and emotional pain. And they're having to continually relive an embarrassing moment over and over that is brought up by their peers and these tormentors. So it's not like it's happening once or twice. It's happening continuously. And being the victim of a bully, you know, by an authoritative figure like a parent, teacher, or coach makes it even worse because a lot of times, you know, even parents and teachers sometimes will not, you know, a kid has a disability, he's not their favorite pet student, and they may say comments that they don't even realize that they're saying. And, and they, these kind of effects that begin to last and last and last, pretty soon these kids go home and they see that other kids are taking their own lives, and for them, that's an escape. That's an escape to get out of this constant torment. Yeah, because that's what one of the people that committed suicide said, that it was too painful to live. This is the only way they knew to escape. To escape, I'm really glad George explained this one thing. If you are made fun of because you have autism all through elementary school, then through middle school, then through high school. You know, you're, there's some kids, they won't even make it to high school. Right. Because there is only so much a young person can make, take when they're in school and people don't want to, you know, be with them. People call them names. People laugh at them. Uh, then they make a Facebook page. Uh, you know, so-and-so is a weirdo. Sign up here. If, if you can't stand him. Uh, one woman was on the show that told me this story I couldn't believe. It's that this one young girl was making fun of this other girl with a disability constantly, and I believe the other girl had an intellectual disability. So she put it on her Facebook page. So-and-so is so weird and so stupid um, and something else about them. Do you know what? The first person who liked it, you know how you hit like on Facebook? The first person was that girl's mother. Think about that. Her mother is encouraging this behavior. I don't understand it, but, I, you know, just as George is trying to tell you, it's serious. Because, George, I know you gave examples of people that had committed suicide. Oh, yeah, and it's, 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 it's absolutely, I, I cannot believe it. It's hard for me to even fathom that. But when I see the extent that this could happen, because you know what happens when you're bullying somebody straight up and it's face-to-face. You know, after 4 o'clock, you leave school, you go home, you have a time for reprieve. You know, you got 4 to 11, so you come to school the next day. And, Joyce, right now, 160,000 students today stay uh, at home Every day, 160,000 that don't want to go to school. Now, you can quadruple oh, 10 to 20 would you times tell that. that. Tell that again, George. Yeah, 160,000 students across America stay home because they are bullied. And how about the other 10 to 20 times that, that suck it up and go in there and get, get beat up and get and take the bullying? So, I mean, this is, this, these are some unbelievable statistics. You got 20, 30 million kids that are getting bullied. I mean, people have to understand that this is an epidemic in our mm-hmm. society. And it's yeah. bad enough for a person that's not, you know, you got the star of a basketball team, you got the cheerleaders, you got the band members. So you got, you got the cool kids, unquote. But you got the middle of the road kids that have enough harder problems dealing with this. Now take a person with that with a disability, it's even worse for them. 
They're at the bottom of the road. And that's what happens. I mean, they're not even being accepted by the, by the, uh, the, the regular kits. So that's right. They're not being, that's right. And, and George, I'll tell you, we gotta have you back on. Mm-hmm. This time went so quickly, I didn't even get to ask you everything I wanted to ask you. So before we close, I know we only have about three minutes, but could you just quickly tell me, in your life, what would you consider your greatest accomplishment? Well, I'll tell you what, Joyce, it, you know, other than my family, you know, having my daughters and my my uh, my wife and being married for 32 years, uh, I'll tell you what, I had my daughter, uh, who was my daughter Krista, who passed away at five and a half, uh, was the Heinz poster child for a baby food company. And what had happened, uh, when Dave talked about the Italian festival, I'd originated this, you know, back in the 80s, and you know, I'd got the man of the year, key to the city. One week later, my daughter was born disabled. And she had uh, a merconium asphyxiated situation where she swallowed her feces when she's in a womb and, and almost got asphyxiated. So she came out mentally retarded. And, uh, you know, it was a tremendous blow to us. I mean, having a mentally handicapped child and then losing her at five and a half was like a double whammy. But in those five and a half years, it absolutely changed my life. Through this little girl, we were able to uh, develop a program at our retarded citizen center where we developed, uh, we, we, she, she used to love ice cream, so my, my wife contributed this, uh, this snack bar. And in that snack bar, we started to train our mentally disabled adults to go out and be able to work in McDonald's and Wendy's. And this started like in, in, in the early 80s. So we were like pioneers in doing this kind of stuff. That, that, that to me was just unbelievable that we were able to, this little girl who just lived five and a half years was able to make this kind of an impact on society where, you know, we were able to have other disabled people that were able to go and find jobs. And, and through this now, later on in life, we're still going into the schools trying to make a difference. And, and you know, you can build buildings, you can make money, you can do all this other stuff. But what is your legacy if we cannot protect and, and broaden our students and our children and keep them safe and keep them you know, well-adjusted. That, to me, is the most important thing that we can do in life. How true. First of all, I want to say, uh, even though it was a long time ago, I still extend my sympathy about your daughter. Oh, thank you. I'm sure that was very hard for your family, but you surely are paying it forward, let me say that. So, George, what message would you like to leave with our listeners today? Well, I like to listen to them that the only way that we can combat the problems that we have today is through knowledge and education. You know, we have to become proactive. Parents have to become proactive. The community has to become proactive. We can't sit back and be ostriches, stick our heads in the sand, and think that these problems are going to go away. You know, they won't. So- That's right. And listen, I know we're getting ready to go, but I want to leave you with this quote. No one is useless in this world who lightens the burden of it, a burden of it for anyone else, said Charles Dickens. And, George, that's what you and Dave are doing. Thank you so much for being with us today. I will look forward to talking to all of you next week on Disability Matters. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters at voiceamerica.com. See you then. Voice America would like to thank you for tuning in. Please join us next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time for another installment of Disability Matters right here on the Internet Leader and Talk Radio, VoiceAmerica.com.